Welcome back to Joking, not Joking. I am the professor. We are going to get into the subject of pornography, the role it plays in society, and what impact it has on the mind and body. Me, personally, I quit that stuff years ago. I realized that I was ejaculating way, way too much. Thankfully, my friends have showed me the error of my ways. And now, I am pornography-free and way more intelligent for it. Bitches throw themselves at me regularly, and I get all kinds of pussy. Real porn in real time. Not like you silly bitches out there still watching your little iPads jerking off like little children. An intellect of my magnitude is quite frankly just above it. I actually talk about it with the guys. And we even tag in Guruji to try and help this poor hopeless bastard redneck dog get some vile images out of his mind and soul. Let's get into it. Joking, not joking. What up, everybody? It's Mo. What's up? This is your boy, Azaru Smart. From Luminary, this is Joking, Not Joking. Bro, I just picture the Kardashians outside of uh, NBA basketball games with little sperm cups. Seems like they want black sperm. It's very obvious. That this is what's going on? Especially the mom. She's mom. The, she's the mastermind. Is she and how much? Yeah, she's got to be, right? Bro, they've all gone on record talking about, like, she's the real momager. You know, like, yeah. she built all their best moves, mapped out this path to becoming... She's a genius. Cosmetics tycoons. Yeah. You know, they sell cosmetics. They sell uh, apparel. Like, she... she Pussy. What? There's a sex tape. Yeah, that's how she broke out, right? In the first place. Her friend did that. What Harris, happened to Lamar? Paris Hilton did that. That was a thing, right? That was, that was a like thing. a thing to do. Why would she have to do She's the daughter of like the Hilton Hotel guy, right? Paris Hilton? Yeah. Or the granddaughter? I don't know. But her last name is Hilton. She's good to go. My name is Mohammed Hilton. So my name is. Mo Hilton. Change it. Yep. I am. I'm going to make a halal sex tape. <laughs> Close on. Yeah, clothes on. This <laughs> is a clothes on sex tape. How about that? And now a message for the Kardashians. <sighs> leave black people alone. Please, leave everyone alone. Stop it. Stop everything. It's just so much can't be that perfect do you feel good just a question do you feel good like well, how do you feel like i'm curious i would love to talk to kim and just have a discussion with her just see what's happening who's in there turns out a lot of people <laughs> that's what cinemax feels like now where you just saw their faces their o faces <laughs> skinemax skinemax bro everything's porn now yeah. is like can you please speak to this issue? Yeah. You have a scene in your show, multiple scenes, in a strip club, no titties exposed. Yeah. How, you mo- Talk about the pushback you got on that and, like, why did you make that show? Oh, we filmed it just for fun. You know what I mean? Right. 
And there was a couple of lap dance scenes that just were written last minute that we had to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? We have to do rewrites. She's fine as fuck. Listen, Mo does lean while getting lap dance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got to film just to see. This doesn't go with the story. I know. We should just see how this goes. It's an experimental scene. Experimental scene. No, we didn't do any of that. No, I didn't want that. Yeah, which is interesting, man, because, you know, some people get sensitive about that. Also, a lot of people want to watch the show with their family, their kids, their elderly parents. And it's like, you know. I wasn't even thinking about that. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with, like, the story. You can still be a strip club without, you know, having somebody's face in somebody's ass, you know, getting pink eye. It's not necessary. And I also feel like they've all been done as well. So to do something different and playful was better. It's like hacky. Yeah, it could be that, but also, like, I didn't want anything. You felt it would have been gratuitous. Yeah, and you still get it. You're in strip clubs, girls dancing, whatever. We did have a shot of, like, a professional pole dancer. Like, she was killing it. She did some wild, like, fun tricks and shit. And it was more, like, impressive. You weren't, it wasn't necessarily, like, sexually provocative. You were just like, wow. Right. This is amazing just, athleticism. Yeah, amazing athleticism. Pole dancing athleticism. Pole dancing athleticism. Gymnastics on a pole. It was really incredible to watch. But it didn't even fit in the cut. Like, what's the point? And, you know, and there was, like, push to, like, try to film that and get it because how is it a real believable strip club i was like well there's layers they don't just come out with their tits out that's right they you strip. Know? that's the point they strip, they strip. Yeah. club they strip. yeah they no. strip down why don't we get it in the early stages like why don't we just get those shots we don't have to get that other stuff why i've seen funny strip club scenes you know like i've seen it right so you're like it's hacky it's already been done yeah it's just not for the story right. it's not the about if the storyline was you know mo and his boys go to a strip club for what's his name's bachelor party you know then we could do funny stuff around that but right and also we did that in rami too like right it's yeah been done yeah it's been done it's been done way before rami but it was just like a thing that already existed so i didn't want it i also didn't want to have like hypersexualized scenes you can just cut out of stuff or find a really funny thing to happen right afterwards like in episode two when she comes to greet me and she gives me a kiss at the um arab community center and i'm just like well no no we can't do that here you know it's like pda is not a thing here like you know the work which is grounded and real yeah, which is grounded and real exactly so i wanted to keep everything that way that's cool man because she was like why don't i just kiss you and when, when i come in here and that boyfriend girlfriend would do that i was like I was like, it's cool, but I'm act. It's not the space for it, so it could be funny. Like, whoa, hey, don't do that, you know. Like, still showing that they're close and they love each other without being like over the top. These are all like basically micro artistic choices at every step. You yeah, know, you're calculating and you're making. I mean, because like there's shows out there that's all they are. It's just soft porn. It's soft porn. I feel like everybody's five percenting about porn. Five percenting about porn. There's this book called Pornified. Uh -huh. This woman is basically just documented how. I mean, think about, it's so new in the world, relatively right. speaking. What effect is it having on brains, Yeah, on like the brain chemistry right. of arousal? Yep. Like what normally would happen if you didn't see naked people all the time, how you would have a natural arousal. Now it's causing all this dysfunction. Young boys having erectile dysfunction because they've jacked off so much to porn. They're just desensitized. To like desensitized. They've seen it all. They can Google anything. I stopped watching porn. It's been, I don't know how many years. It's been a long time. Definitely over six, maybe over seven. Yeah, like way over that even. Stop. Just like completely just stop. And there was just a romantic comment. I was channel surfing and a couple was kissing each other and I got excited. I was like, oh shit. I was like a little kid again. Right. 
It was fantastic. I was realizing that, hey, this can't be good. And it's not like I had a problem either. Oh, I'm, it's a problem just to look at it, in my opinion, you know, just to continue to revert to it. I just felt it not good. I'd rather have a healthy sexual relationship for myself. That's how I got into 12-step because I was like, I think I'm addicted to this. Like really? Was, oh, yeah. It was like ruining my life. Just living a double yeah. life. I felt like it's so disgusting all the time, you know? It's like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, when I first came to the States, I'm so innocent, bro. Like, I'm so innocent. I was fifth grade. I'm 10 years old. And I remember the apartment complex. I remember these friends, you know, kids' friends you're making. And one, I can't remember his name, but he was just like, hey, my parents are gone. We can go look at Playboy. I was so innocent. I thought it was toys. Like, we were going to play as boys. Like, we are going to play <laughs> something. I didn't know. I was in the country like six months at How that point. You? I was 10. Oh, my God. And I didn't know. I had no idea. How Zero old were these other kids? My age. They're fifth graders. Wow. And he's like, yeah, my dad's gone. This and that. Let's go play. You know, play, play. That's all I heard was like, let's go play. I didn't even, what's Playboy? Like, I just figured they were all going to go play. And we get there. And he's like rummaging through the closet. And he pulls out. A Playboy magazine, and he flips it open, and I was like, "Oh my God!" It was the first time You'd I saw boobies, it. I saw titties, and full naked woman. I just could not believe it. I was like, "Oh my God!" And then I was just like, "What are we doing now? Like, this is very awkward, <laughs> super awkward, man." Mm-hmm. I left. I was like, oh, "This is crazy." I feel like the more research I did about porn and, and also just what it is and the addictive nature of it, it's like I became convinced, man, that especially all the male friends of mine that I talked to, and even a lot of women, man, like low-key there's a widespread public health crisis of people basically high-functioning porn addicts. So because it doesn't disrupt their lives, they're still able to be totally functioning, but they can't live without it. It's an addiction. Right. And Dr. Omar had this great bar. He's like, it's like poison. You wouldn't take a little po- a drop of poison every day and right. be okay with that. You got to cut it out of your life. It is a poisonous thing for your yeah. heart, for your soul, for your mind, for your eyes. Like you're just pumping this all this, all right. this imagery into your... Instagram is enough porn for me. Straight up. Like seeing girls pop up. It feels like they're naked. It's not like a massive difference to me. The worst is when they're like basically naked and then like putting up inspirational quotes and stuff. <laughs> it's like, dude, nobody's looking at your thing for the quote. Hey, you know what? I want sophisticated nudity. Okay. I want my girl to have a little sophistication to her. Oh, you like to fuck and read poetry? That's nice. That's really fucking sweet. I like that. You like to read biographies and you're a freak. Phenomenal. Confuci- Confucius said. She who wears two-piece jiggles. That's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I mean, that's really rude to put that on Confucius stuff for a lot. I mean, porn is just too much, man. Oh, it's too, it's much. too much. You can look up anything, I'm sure. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, 
Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Today, on an all-new episode of Stupid People Asking for Help, we welcome Redneck Tom to discuss his porn addiction with Kuruji. But first, let's go to Azar and the Professor. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, Professor. I'd like to get your view on pornography. Pornography is just a tool to control the normal person. These regular imbeciles that exist on Earth that have no future or any dreams of any sort that consume this garbage that is pornography. They're just hypnotized by it while large corporations uh, fuck them from the other side. It's really fantastic. Pornography is a way to control the dumb. That's all it is. Well, I don't know why you're laughing. I don't understand. Professor, a lot of young people are being you know, affected by this uh, pornographic sort of ubiquitous nature of porn. It's everywhere. It's in their pockets. It's ubiquitous. But continue. Moron. So maybe you could give some advice to young people. Like, what should they do? They feel totally powerless. They should read and become intellectuals to truly understand their own existence. Instead of jizzing on themselves and on others, they should really consume their time with literature, which I have. I'm being told we have someone calling into the show to give their perspective on this. Redneck Tom, go ahead. Are you there? Hey, man. Uh, uh, long term, uh, long time, long time. Yeah, sorry, I've had a couple of Lone Star beers with him, mate. Just, uh, just trying to uh, hit you up real quick, man. I just heard y'all talking about pornography. And I got to say, man, I'm a little bit disturbed. I was just trying to get my uh, nightly jerk in, you know what I mean? And I was just looking for something just normal, you know what I mean? Two uh, uh, fine bitches just, uh, just, just tingling each other's pussy that's all I was looking for and, 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 and I got way more than I bargained for I just uh, I just uh, I don't know what to do I have these images in my head I was just wondering if you could help me okay well thanks for calling in Renette Tom so you need some advice that's what you're asking for I am all right w- would you be open to receiving some advice from Sahir who's a Indian guru that's visiting us we have him in studio here yeah, please. I would love to ask him. Uh, uh, Sa- Sahir? Yeah, Sahir. He goes by Sahir. Sahir. So people call him Guruji. Guruji. That's right. All right, yes. Uh, Guruji, are you there? I am here, redneck dong. I got, I got a question for you. I just, I have a, a, a major porn addiction and I was just looking for a, a regular girl on girl situation and I ran into something really foul. How do I get this foulness out of my mind? Well, redneck dong, 
फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन आर यू होमोसेक्सुअल All right. First of all, I was just asking a question how to get these uh, images out of my head. I am not a homosexual. Okay, no. Okay. Are you bisexual? I, I, I don't know why this is even a uh, uh, No, I am not bisexual. I just prefer women. Okay. Mhm. Are you transsexual? I, I am not trans. I understand. I'm just trying to ask you very clear. How do I cleanse my uh, uh, my soul and my mind of these uh, 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 really graphic images out of my head, please? Are you queer, sexual? I I don't know what the hell's going on here. Is, it, is this kind of is, uh, there's a host here? Yeah, man, I'm here. Um, he's he has a process. You have to just uh, hear him out. Okay, mate. Well, shit. Uh I am not queer sexual. I don't even know what that is. No problem. Are you plus sexual? I understand that. Do I like threesomes? Is that what that means? Plus sexual like I have my lady and then a plus one? These categories mean whatever you want them to me. I don't know what the fuck y'all paying this guy, but please just stop it. It's just not making any damn sense. I'm trying to find some uh, peace and serenity. Redneck Tom. Yes. Listen to your heartbeat. You have filled your heart with the images of filth. So naturally you feel. dirty to take out the filth you must remove these images focus on your heart and let the light of the truth bathe your heart if you continue to scroll on instagram you will continue to fill your heart with more titty Stop watching porn. Thank you for calling the program, Redneck Tom. We wish you all the best. Goodbye. that perfectly what he said to be honest with you it's very 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 deep and only a sophisticated person can truly understand what this guru uh, g is actually saying i'm very outstanding is took a great turn that i did not see coming is really wonderful well that's it for now thank you for listening to joking not joking this has been your professor signing off stay real dum dums
Joking Not Joking is a Luminary Original. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Executive produced by Noah Gersh, Jamie Shuffman, Nick Panama, and Kenzie Wilbur. Head of creative, Jordan Galvin. Head of production, Liz LeMay. Head of post-production, Robert Adler. Produced by Imran Ali Malik and Aaron Kennedy. Supervising producers, Ali Strobel and Alice Byrne. Post-production supervisor, Ali Honore. Edited by Jeffrey Muchnick and Aaron Kennedy. Sound design and music by Matthew Cellelli. Mixed by Aaron Kennedy. Recorded by Aaron Kennedy, Zach Jurich, and Mario Borgata. Guest booking by Drive Entertainment and Hager Eldos. Additional music, courtesy of Extreme Music. <laughs>